This is just talking to Sam podcast, y'all. Just talking to Sam podcast. Just put your name on it. You don't talk about it. Be about it. I Review on iTunes, Joe. But it's obvious if y'all just listen, we, we never write this out. What's up? It's your man Sam, host of Just Talk with Sam podcast. Just Talk with Sam podcast. Again, we got another banger of a podcast for you today. Um, interview podcast, but I got I gotta say, man, I ask questions and I get a bunch of answers. My guest is Amin Cr. She's awesome. She has a story and a half. I wish this podcast was longer so we could jump into it. Let me break this down. Let me break down Amen, who's awesome on the podcast. She's very lovely. She act like she's been here before. That's the type of energy we need. And then let me let me break this down. This young lady, born to a family of Muslim faith and Moroccan heritage, raised in Milan, Italy, before moving to London in her late teens, realized she could sing and went to bring God talent and took the world on storm. And that's A1, day one, page one of her autobiography. Are you serious? Are you serious right now? Yo, this was a great interview. And I mean great interview because... The energy she brings, the love she brings, the hope, the the passion. She loves what she's doing. And this was just, man, it was perfect. I mean, for lack of a better term, you can't have a perfect interview. Well, goddammit, I just had a perfect interview. And that's with Amin CR. But before we jump into this perfect interview with Amin CR, what we are going to do, we're going to pay some bills around here. The first way we could do that is saying... Go to samshownation.com. You're home for everything related to Just Talking to Sam podcast. It's right there. Um, on the homepage of Current Promotions page, there's always a donate button. We've been doing this for 13 years. Keep the free funny free by hitting that donate button. Give whatever makes you feel like a good person, man. We have been doing this. This has been awesome. Thank you for doing it. And if you want to do it again, we ain't stopping you. So please go to samshownation.com. Hit the donate button. Also, if you're at samshownation.com, you, maybe, you know, you want a little receipt for your trouble, you want a little bang for your buck, you can always go to samshownation.com, hit the store link, you can get all your favorite swag there, whether that be t-shirts, hats, whether that be um, 
stickers, whatever you need to show the world that, hey, we rock with the Just Talk With Sam podcast, you got it right then and there at the Just Talk With Sam podcast. Go ahead, get your stuff right there, show the world that you rock with this podcast, and we thank you for it. Um, speaking of the podcast itself, you can always hit the podcast link right there at samshownation.com. You can listen to all your favorite podcasts, catch up on a few. You can listen, you can not listen, you can uh, subscribe, you can whatever. And it's all right there on the podcast, but maybe you listen to podcasts a little bit differently. We hope you subscribe, rate, and review to all the outlets wherever podcasts can be found. Whether that be Apple, whether that be iTunes, whether that be Amazon, Castbox, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeart, wherever podcasts can be found. You put in just talking with Sam, no GN talking. Just talking with Sam, no GN talking. You can get us right then and there. This has been, this, I'm, I'm so excited to get to this podcast, but we got to pay some bills around here. So before we jump into this awesome interview with Amen CR, I want to talk to you about a thing. Guys, inflation is hitting us all, and it hurts, and it sucks. One thing you can do to help you out, you, yes, you, you go to samshownation.com, you hit the Honey app. Save yourself some money by downloading Honey from samshownation.com, right under the current promotions link. Those who don't know, Honey is an app that scours the internet looking for promo codes, looking for coupon codes, looking for everything you need when you're at the checkout of your favorite store on the uh, online shopping place that is the internet. And it saves you some money with Honey. Go ahead. Save some money with some Honey. Thank me later. Go to samshownation.com. Download the Honey app. You can save yourself some money. Honey works trust me i use it all the time um another thing another sponsor that i want you, you know, if you're in the mood of saving money upside hey look gas prices are just plain offensive at this at this point i remember when gas was blah 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 if i answer that question i'm showing my age but i can i can tell you this i can save you your wage Go to samshownation.com and you hit the Upside app. Get in that app. You download it. It's a mobile app. It goes on your phone. And what you do, you hit the Upside app and it shows you all of the Upside affiliates in your nearby area. And by going to them, you save, uh, excuse me, you um, not only save your receipt, but you take a picture of your receipt. You get money back on gallons spent on gasoline yes what a concept and for my first time people who go to samshownation.com you yes you can save 25 cent a gallon 25 cent a gallon going back in your pocket by going to samshownation.com go ahead do yourself a favor get the upside app and thank me later so go ahead, go to samshownation.com, get the Upside app, save yourself some money. Hey, it comes with it. I don't care how much you make, save yourself some money with the Upside app. And lastly, certainly not leastly, the big dog of them all, Amazon.com. Let me tell you something about Amazon.com. Amazon.com 
You could go to it. You know you was going to it. It is if you're online shopping, you're listening to this podcast, you are going to Amazon anyway. Chances are. But one thing I think my guests would appreciate if you were on Amazon and you put in a CR in the search bar and you look up some of the songs from a CR. That's my girl. We listen to it. We having fun. You put in, you can hear some of her um, songs. And quite honestly, I'm going to play the new boy. It's called Glitter and Gold right off the Amazon Music app. By doing so, you guys get a chance you get to hear you know amen before we jump into this interview and you get a chance to love love her like i do she could sing she's personable she's awesome here we go amazon.com via samshownation.com so before we jump into this interview we're gonna listen to glitter and gold by my buddy amen cr and right after that we'll jump right into this interview we'll see you guys right after the song Feel numb 
little podcast. Can you see me? Oh, thank you. Yes, do you want me to turn around the thing? Man, you're good. If you're comfortable, oh, okay. I'm comfortable. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Hey, Amin, thank you so much for doing the podcast. If you don't mind, I just want to jump right into it because I have been looking forward to this. <laughs> I'm <Of> serious. <laughs> um, look, your story is remarkable. I've, I've watched, I did my homework, I did my research. Don't get me wrong, I heard the music, which is great, which is fire. But we go, we go, we go. I want to go all around the world in a day if I could do that, if, if that's cool. Of course, I'm, a, I'm an open book, so ask all anything. Right. You well, ask. Welcome to the podcast. I don't know if you know, I don't know if you did homework on me, but we like to get live over here, man. And, I um, did it <laughs> oh, okay, cool, cool. Like, your story is remarkable. You were born to a family of Muslim faith, you came from Moroccan heritage. Raised in Milan, Italy, before moving to London in your late teens. That's yes. how the story starts. <laughs> when you say it like that, it's actually insane. <laughs> we didn't even. That's the. That's page one. <laughs> oh my god! I just deeped it, you know. <laughs> yeah, hey, let's get it. But what I'm saying is, um, just seeing you. How has that background just influenced? Before we jump into anything else, how is that background that, that gives you that, um, for lack of a better term, gravitas to just approach life, let alone your career or professional pursuits? I feel like uh, I almost felt like I had a personality disorder my whole life. I was like, who am I? <laughs> Uh, I felt like growing up in Italy, I didn't feel like I really belonged there, probably because in the little town I was living, I was such a diversity. I was so different from everybody there that I felt like, even though I was born here, I don't feel Italian and everyone around me tells me I'm not Italian. So I believed it for majority of my life. And then when I moved to London, everyone says, where are you from? I was like, well, I was born in Italy. And they're like, so you're Italian. And I'm like, no, and I'm like, yes, you are. And I'm like, in Italy, they tell me I'm not Italian. And in London, they tell me I'm Italian. So what the hell? <laughs> and then, but I feel like culturally, because of how I used to live on a daily basis with my family, I felt very Moroccan. Because the culture, the food, everything, the language we would speak at home, that's where I felt like uh, represented me the most. But now I grew up to love everything. I love English. That's why I sing in English. Because in, in in Italy, I used to just love England in general and wanted to learn English. So now I learned to appreciate all three. So that's how it is. Well, I mean, with that background, um, you sing in six different languages. When you talk about languages, I just want to pick point on that. But like, how did that shape you into becoming the artist that you are today? Because you, you, you check a lot of boxes. So let's put it like that. I'm still trying to figure it out, you know. Many people were like, well, how did it all come together? And actually, it's still like a work in progress. Uh, many songs that I'm doing, then my team comes back with thoughts like, would this song work in another language? And I was like, hold on, let me try. And then we work on it, and it does work. And that's how it started with my first single, Lonely People. At the beginning, it was only in, uh, in, in uh, English. And I was like, well, this is a message that could reach a lot of people. And because we have such an amazing songwriter in Italy that is on board, 
why don't we ask him to try and translate it and have the same meaning in Italian? That's how it all started. And I realized, damn, I always wanted to be a singer, but I never realized I could be an international one because this is always like very difficult to manage and everything. But thankfully, I have a team that really believes in it and thinks that it's a very good point to have and a very good like strength. Um, so I'm very excited to see how many of my songs I can make into multiple languages. I even recorded a song in languages that haven't even been released yet and we're not even sure if we're going to release them. Like I did it in French as well. We were talking about a German version. Uh, but it's all like in the works. I feel like people think I'm already this made up person, but I'm still like people see what I've done, but I'm still like a work in progress, if that, if that makes sense. It does because one of the questions, and we're going to get to lonely people in a minute. I, I want to just put a pin in that. We don't jump into that. But, like, one of the things I want to talk about, like, when you say you're a made-up person because you are, if, well, let me let me rephrase that. I want to say that different. You can evolve. You can change. But right now, the story is something that is, it's a work in process. But if you if you stopped it right now, cool. But it, it, it's, it's sort of like, Finding, like, just going through um, the homework a little bit that we have to do for this podcast, whenever I have a guest, I do my due diligence. And I need to, I got to tell you, you are one of the few people who stumped me. I don't know how to describe your sound. I don't know how to describe it. It's because it comes from so many different levels. It's soul, it's funk, it's pop, it's it's R&B, it's it's something I don't even know about. It just, it just, you hit on, like I said, you check a lot of boxes. So I'm just going to ask you straight up, how do you describe your sound? <laughs> if, if everyone's seen my, my interviews, they know that that's the question that I never know how to answer. And I actually like, yeah, I would like to know, but I don't understand what you even mean by sound. Because I was just, I love singing and I'm just doing my thing. And I'm like, what's my sound? And I just realized now that I'm working on the album, there's certain things that I really like and I was like this is becoming more of my thing and it's like having like sort of uh, uh, English songs with some Arab influence whether it's um, the beat or whether it's some words in Arabic and everything so I want to not only like do ballads and everything I want to have a bit more upbeat music but at the same time I know that I bring uh, a lot of heritage a lot of like cultural background so i want to put that in my music yes people keep comparing me to adele sometimes and thank you like honestly thank you oh yeah always like <laughs> i'd like to make music that also represents my country where i come from religion and to describe my sound i honestly if you hear the songs that i've recorded so far you be like second ago you were singing this very slow ballad and now you're doing almost something that it's like a dance whole thing and I have no idea. I just okay. no, hey, honestly that's fair. no idea. <laughs> that's fair. Like, well, let's take it back. You talk about some of your musical influence, like Adele, and I'm sure you're influenced by a lot of different people that we just plain don't have enough time to get into. But I want to take it back. I want to take it back all the way. This is how it started, the genesis, the superpower. This is how, this is how we got a chance to see your origin story. When you was, um, you led a double life for a few years. You was juggling your waitress job and your singing career at the same time, right there at Nando's. All right, for the record, I just want to make this plain. This is not a Nando's commercial. I ain't hating on Nando's. I personally like the Sunset Burger. That's just me. That's just me. Oh, what? you know. What? 
about the menu you gotta think I'm, I'm overseas I'm, I'm I don't I don't want to mess it so I picked the grilled chicken pita because you would have to seriously work hard to mess up a grilled chicken pita <laughs> like you, it's very it's, it's very safe it's very it's a very safe thing on the menu so the grilled chicken pita go hard but I have a ton of appreciation for the sunset burger because I, I got brave the next time I went to try it. <laughs> and if you don't, hey, people, I, look, I know I'm talking to you, but I'm talking to the audience here. If you don't know about Nando's the Sunset Burger, it's worth the trip. Check it out. It's awesome. <laughs> but what I was getting at with you is um, that that double life, how was that? Where you got a chance to, you got to be the waitress, but then you go off and you go sing and then you got to like act like it didn't happen. How, how does that work? I'm not sure if you know that, but I still work at Nando's. <laughs> now? Like, now, now. I'm working tomorrow. <laughs> All right, go go on. Does it come up? <laughs> like, you at least a lot more questions. Does it come up? Like, I saw you on Bring Got Talent. <laughs> Do you get recognized? Yeah, I actually get a few pictures taken while I'm at shift. And then some people are also shy and they text me afterwards and they say, I saw you at work today, but I didn't want to disturb. And I was like, just always feel like, you know, I'm at work. Our, our place is like very chill. My managers know what's up. Like they don't even bother me if they see a bunch of people around me and taking pictures. I'm like, just let them, you know? <laughs> and yeah, so I still work there. <laughs> there is there like a, I, I got to ask this. I, I have to ask. Is there like, um, for lack of a better term, I, I talk about the double life because for a while you didn't want to talk about your singing. Now that door is closed and you, you went through it. Is it like a diva mentality a little bit? You walk in nine dolls, you're just like, all right, all right, hey, I'm doing a shift. But um, you do know, you look at your manager, you do know that phone rings. I got to answer, right? <laughs> yes, they absolutely do know that. Many times I was on shift and I'm like, guys, I'm so sorry. I know next uh, next rota for next week is out, but they just told me I gotta go to America. <laughs> and they were like, just go do your thing. Actually, they're very surprised that I'm still working with them. I told them, until I the last... <laughs> I, I told them, listen, to the last second that I can work with you guys, I will. I'll, until the money comes, a lot that I'm like fine for two years with music and everything, I still want to work because I love Nando's. And Nando's is the way that I met my managers. Nando's is the reason why it, all of this even started. I even met my husband at Nando's. Why on earth would I not like Nando's? <laughs> so... I, I have a question I don't think I can answer. This is more of a question for Nando's. How in the bluest of all hills have you not contacted my girl, Amen, just like, sing the jingle before a commercial? I mean, like, how has that, that come up? Look, never mind. Maybe they didn't see me yet. <laughs> how? I, I, how did they miss you? But, all right, whatever. But, <laughs> 
during that time, it was like, was it, what was the value of having buddies who could keep a secret? Because right then, you didn't want, you didn't want people to know, you know, the singing world versus the, the regular world. So what was the value of having buddies that could keep a secret, you know, not tell the world that you can sing? I feel like the, the my friends had to keep a secret to my family because any, everyone knew I liked to sing, but they didn't know I wanted to do it as a career. But when it comes to my family, my dad never really knew I even liked to sing like that because I never knew what his take on music was, especially being so religious. So my friends growing up here and in the Western world and everything, they know that certain things parents cannot know until it's time for you to tell them. So I, I'm very... I'm very lucky with the friends I've always had. I, I really select really well. I have a good judge of character. Um, and then I'm glad that actually things went this way. Even if 16-year-old me was like, oh, I can't, I want to go away. I want to run away from home. Like, I was this dramatic kid. But I'm actually happy that I waited because not only I feel like the, the industry could have influenced me in a different way because I was so young, but also because I waited till the time was right to tell my parents what I wanted to do and then believe in me because they know I'm grown up now. They believe, they know my values. They, they trust me. So I feel like everything happened for a reason like that. And I was always scared. But now that my dad, like, slowly sees what type of music I'm doing, what the message is in my songs. Although there's a lot of debates about music in general, and I'm, by any means, I'm not telling anyone from my community or anything that this is permissible, this is not permissible, because I'm no imam, I'm no, you know, I, I'm just a person trying to do her best. And I generally believe that what I'm doing is not doing any harm to anybody, but I also don't want to mislead people by saying this is right and this is not, in case it's not. But um, my dad really believes that I do it with like generally knowing that it's something good and makes me feel good and I'm not harming anyone so when he sees now he sends me like links he sends me advice for example when I told him that I was doing a duet with someone he went and checked that person's music and he was like oh you're gonna sing the song with him the song is really good I really like the meaning of it there's not there's no bad words so that's how it is he wouldn't fully say I support you 100% because it's risky when it's religion and you tell someone just go do it because in that case if it's not the you know if it's not yeah. right he gets sins for it so yeah, he signed on to that yeah yeah I get you I get you <laughs> Exactly. But he's my dad. And at the end of the day, he wants to see me happy. And he knows that the reason why I do this, even though I like singing, I could just be singing in my room and that's it. But why I do it as a career is literally because I want to give a better life to my family. That's all. They know I never really cared about money like that. That's hence why I still work in Nando's. I'm like, I like to consider myself humble and everything. But I do it for my family. I want my mom to have the life that she never had because they immigrated twice for us. So that's the All least right. I can do for them. Look, I'm not your agent. I'm not your manager. Professional advice right here. Never say the phrase, I don't care about money like that when you're talking about <laughs> Nando's because just say it. 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 <laughs> they know. I mean, no, don't worry. Honestly, for this case, I, I set up like my, my accountant and my husband's uh, um, my husband's wife. It's me. What the hell? Anyways, my husband's uh, mother and everything that she knows all about this. I'm like, you give me all the financial advices and everything because they can play me because I'm, I'm really naive. Like, uh, they all know. I'm like, just, just kind of naive. I'm but saying <laughs> that as a professional courtesy. Like, you may not want to say that sentence. Um, but no, but I look like this, but I'm also smart and so I, I hope so. Hey, <laughs> I, 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 I. but thank you very much. I appreciate it.
Britain's got talent. I got to talk about that because that is the thing that kicked the door wide open. If you was keeping a secret, it's no longer a secret. Um, since then, your life has turned upside down to some degree. Um, I want to put you in a category, and I hate doing this, but I got to, like surprises like Nick Edwards, Susan Boyle, Greg Pritchard. When you showed up at Britain's Got Talent, what was that like? What did what did life look like after, during and after that? Um, after is it like when I saw myself on TV or right after the audition, like when it kicked in or, cause it was like, a, it felt like a dream up until I saw myself on TV again. That's how it felt to me. Um, um, one thing that people don't know, for example, is that I didn't apply for the show. So it was like, I got a private, like private number call one day and, and they, I thought it was a scam. I thought it was a joke and I didn't believe them until they sent the email. They said, we saw your Instagram and everything. Then I was like, okay, let's, let's do it. I'm probably not even going to get to the judges round. We'll see later. I did my first audition um, in like a Sony music. And then they said, okay, you're through to the next round. I get there. I get all my friends, my, my sister, my mom knows didn't tell my dad told him I was working and then I go on stage and I was almost I was the the last one of the day so it was a long day and then I auditioned and what people actually don't know and I think I never said this in an interview before people don't know that what they actually seen on tv it's not the actual thing that I did in front of the judges actually Simon Cowell stopped me and he asked me to sing it a cappella. <laughs> That's what actually happened. He wanted to hear my voice a cappella. And then when I heard his comments, because I, the reason why I always follow Britta's Got Talent was Simon Cowell. And I used to always watch the auditions since I lived in Italy. And I always used to ask myself, and I used to ask my sister, I remember it so clear. And I'm like, what do you think Simon Cowell would say? Would he see something special in me? Even though like I can't sing like this note or this riff and this one, do you think you will see something in there? And it literally became true when he said to me, this is one of the auditions that I'm going to remember for a long time. There, I stopped listening to anything else that was said. <laughs> yeah, I, awesome. I did not remember nothing until I watched the, the, the audition again on TV. That's when I remembered what the other judges have said. <laughs> so it was a bit like... <laughs> that was the thing that we we talked about that kicked the door open. If you was keeping a secret after that, you you can't because it's it's, it's everywhere. No, a lot of um, people about that. But that spearheaded a lot of cool stuff. And to bring it back to what we kind of like touched on a little bit earlier, the song "Lonely People," which touched a lot of people, myself included. You tell me a little bit of the story behind that because I want I want your story. So many people believe that I wrote Lonely People, which thank you very much. I wasn't even a songwriter then, but not when I re uh, recorded it, I am now, thankfully. But I remember they started sending a lot of songs for me to listen to and to just have a feel of what I would like my first single to be or, you know, to have a go. And there was quite a few. And then I listened to Lonely People and it hit me. And I think the reason why it hit me at that point was also because it was during pandemic, during lockdown. So I was like, damn, loneliness has never hit harder. Like it's always been a thing for all ages, but right now, especially, I don't know, I feel like this song really speaks to me. 
and I recorded it first time, second time, and honestly, I recorded it so many times because I could never get it on time because I never understood what tempo was, and I was like, there's this clicks in my ears, but I don't know what they mean. Because <laughs> to me, everything, I never studied, like, no singing lessons, no nothing, so... I'm used to even singing just a cappella or even karaoke versions on YouTube were hard for me. So it was, a, I've learned so much and I've actually grown so much as an artist, even though it's been like two years and I did it and then I kept going and going. It almost makes you hate the song at certain point for how many times you do it. Then when you listen to the whole thing, when they send it back to you, mix and everything, you're like fall in love in, uh, um, again with it. And that's when we started exploring the other languages and stuff. And I said, okay, I think this one is a perfect first single because it's a slow song. It's a song that has a perfect meaning for everybody at like all ages. It shows my vocal skills a bit as well. And so I think it would be a great start for, for me to, you know, to say, this is me, this is Iman. But also the reason why I, I wanted it to be a ballad because my main thing is ballads, but I also want to be doing other things in my album but I, th I think I don't know it just spoke to me I just knew it was right it's like finding the perfect wedding dress it just I don't know <laughs> I get it I get it but well I mean you went from not knowing one thing to your first real attempt at songwriting with glitter and gold and you wanted it to reflect your journey you wanted it to show how life has changed because anyone without sight didn't see like like how life has changed and then you got a chance to work with Jackson Huffman on this so how did this marriage of all of these things come about where you want to try your hand at songwriting versus making a hit song versus everything you just experienced how did you give that to everyone else so as in like doing the session like how it, how glittering gold came about or just like my story in general the whole the whole both the, the whole, whole process thing. so um first time i got uh called by billy my manager and he said we're thinking about getting you to america for the first time so i i was like shaking because i always had this like idea that I'd be so scared going in America as like a Muslim hijabi girl I don't know why then I went there and I loved it I didn't even want to come back but <laughs> and when I went there he was so lovely he made me stay in his house he had like a studio session with a bed and everything and I did my music video for only people and then he said we're gonna start doing some songwriting session I'm like oh my god no I can't write I just can't like I tried many times at home I just can't write like I think in Italian I don't think in English and it was like you already said saying all these negative things about yourself you're gonna believe it but honestly let's just experiment I'm not saying you have to come up with a hit song or nothing just go in there um, uh, there's gonna be Julia Jackson coming over soon and just try and I never knew that there was different ways of starting to write a song I thought that everyone started with lyrics then they think about melodies and then they have to do a track underneath it it could be but they didn't know that you could start with an idea or you could start with a beat first or you could you know so the guy started pulling up a lot of things and i closed my eyes and i said next 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 and i started becoming a bit like a little director started gaining a bit more confidence and i was like okay i like this one let's start writing and <laughs> believe it or not we wrote for like 10 hours then i didn't like nothing i just scrapped all of it we started from zero again we started from zero, uh, he pulled out another track, we start writing, 
then he says something and I understood something else. I was like, what, did you say glittering gold? He said, no, I said this. And I was like, mm, hold up though. I like the glittering gold concept. Started thinking about my life and I was like, okay, what if we write about the beginning of my life and the chorus about my life now? So there I saw that they liked my ideas because I was scared of sharing at the beginning. That's how it started. And when I heard the whole song finish that evening, I was like, oh, I know, I actually like it. Is it because I like my like first song, everyone likes their first songs, or is it actually good? And they're like, it's actually good. And that song literally built my confidence to do all the other ones. I was like, I did it once, I can do it again. If that session didn't go well, I probably wouldn't have tried again for another year. <laughs> but it actually really did work out. <laughs> well, that confidence has springboarded you into other things. Like, uh, I just want to touch on this one. Uh, with David Guerrero, family, you worked with Ty Dolla Sign, a hoodie, uh, Boogie with the Hoodie, and that song was something where, in a way, it's a little bit different than what you normally do, but it was such a collaborative effort where it shows what you bring to the table when mm -hmm. you collaborate with other artists. So, is that the same confidence you got? from there or is it just some totally in, or is it just kind of a dream come true or a combination of all of these things it was a combination of everything at the beginning I was like I can't do this you're asking to do something for David Guetta as my first like feature ever and I'm like I don't know if it's up to the standards and I, I don't do that thing anymore of that on myself at the beginning at the beginning I try and then if I can't do it to be fair it hasn't been a time where I couldn't do it because I can do anything if I want to but um it was it really did boost my confidence when they sent me back the mix with all like the singers on it and, and everything and I was like damn actually sounds nice <laughs> and it was still I wasn't sure even and when I sang it I wasn't sure that they were gonna approve it so I was literally at work and they told me you're gonna have to not go to work tomorrow you're gonna have to go and work on this song and translate it in Arabic uh and I was like mm. I was like I tried to translate in Arabic but my Arabic is not everybody's Arabic I'm from Morocco, so I got help from a guy in the Middle East. We did it, recorded it, sent it to them. They liked it. That's it. That's how it happened. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, with that, did that open the door, or do you have, like, a list now of people you want to collaborate with in the future? Absolutely. There's a few people that I can't mention now that I'm collaborating with, but I think people really wouldn't expect it. But I do hint everything on my profile sometimes so they can do some digging. <laughs> and then there's a few people I would love to collaborate with. I would love to collaborate with Yus Capaldi, for example. I, I just love Yus Capaldi, Alessia Cara as well. And even upcoming artists at one point, because I, I know how important it is. Like when I do get to that level where I'm starting to, you know, get more known and everything, I like to collaborate with people that I feel are not being seen yet. So, yeah. All right. Well, with that said, I, I'm glad you brought that up because you are, and I'd be remiss if I didn't bring this up. You are a strong advocate for representation, whether it be supporters of your music, your fans, people who connect with you on social media of, of all types when you what would you like to say to those because um to those people who uh, follow you on whatever social media or support your music because big things about representation you said it in britain's got talent you said it in many interviews what would you like to say now to that effect of representation and you know people who follow you so um 
I would say a lot of things, but if I had to specify certain things, I'd say, first of all, in any, generally to anyone and everyone to just be kind and listen to each other. And I know it sounds very cliche and something, yeah, of course, but I feel like people don't generally listen to each other and just be kind. I don't, I'm, it should be easy and everything and it helps and it can change someone's life. You could be smiling at someone, someone in the street and they have a bad day. They smile to the next person and they smile to the next person and you could literally change the world with little things. And that's just something in general that I like to say to all the viewers in general. When it comes to my community, especially that I'm representing, I feel like I'm doing this to open doors and to make it more normalized in, in this society. But I also want people to understand that the same way I'm human and other people are humans, that we, we're we not like idols. We shouldn't be like perfect. I don't know if that makes sense. In the oh, sense sure. like I'm doing, I'm doing like my best and I understand that many people are not going to agree with many things that I do. And I don't want people to take everything that I say as a written rule or anything. I'm just like my, I'm just generally trying to help everybody. But I feel like every time I would get, I'm scared of being attacked of something that I'm saying religiously wise. Because in my, in my case, wearing a headscarf is like such a symbol and people can see it straight away unless you're hearing me on the radio. For example, when it comes to Ariana Grande or other artists, they don't really focus on the religion aspect that much because, you know, it doesn't come up. But in my case, because I'm wearing it and I'm representing it, people feel like I should be the perfect example of Islam. I'm not, I'm a Muslim. The I Islam is perfect, Muslims are not. And as long as you're kind and you do things generally and, and you don't want any harm to ever, anybody, you should be good. <laughs> makes sense. And that makes sense, mainly because I get it. Um, I'm Christian, and I I make it on point. I'm not perfect at all. But if you could take some things about me to help you, great. Exactly. But, and I, that's the same way I look at it. So, and I, I understand. So it's not just a religion. It's just like if you take it from whatever and aspect. Exactly, exactly. So I want to do this. Um, because somewhere out there in the vast reaches of the internet, there's another young lady born of Muslim faith who may go to Morocco, who may travel to um Italy before moving to London and they're getting their start like you did, or some variation of that or some craziness. What would you what advice would you like to give someone? To who listens to your music, who sees you in the same light that you just talked about, what advice would you like to give them? They may not sing, but you know, whatever. If they did, cool. That you don't always have to compromise your beliefs or culture to fit in a society. You can change the society the same way that, for example, Lizzo has changed the game. Uh, we were always told, like, oh, you wouldn't be able to make it in this industry looking like that or uh being a certain weight or having a certain hair or anything and she literally changed the game with along along other alongside other artists but especially what affected me was seeing Liz and I was like oh my god she's a singer she's making it and you know she she's not the skinny white girl that I used to see when I was little and it changes like we are growing and we we changing the next generations and the society and what is acceptable in certain industries so be the change and don't let them change you. That's my advice. That's awesome. Amen. 
Thank you so much for joining the podcast. This, we went a little bit longer than how we normally go, but <laughs> I had, we had such I a good time. A lot. <laughs> yeah, we had such a good time where it just, it just it, man, it just felt like this. I gotta say this with the podcast in the audio version. Is it cool if we play a couple of songs? I really do want to play "Lovely," uh, excuse me, "Lonely People" and "Glitter and Gold." I want people to hear your voice if they haven't heard it before. Is that is that fine? Can we do that? Of course, of course. Okay. This was like the fastest half an hour of my life. You know. I know. <laughs> like, Amen. You're welcome back anytime. You get it. Uh-huh. We get hype. We 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 try to have fun. We we go like I said around the world in a day. So that um to quote the Prince lyrics, but thank you so much for joining the podcast. I I I just wish you nothing but the best success. Um, I need to put a little shout out to Nando's. Like, come on, <laughs> literally okay, right here. <laughs> Sunset Vaga and Rubro, guys, the drink. You guys are missing out on the Rubro drink. Get that. School them. That's how. That's how you learn. That's how you learn right there. <laughs> well, man, thank you so much for joining the thank podcast. You. And you have an awesome day. We'll talk to you later. You too. Thank All you right. so much. Bye. Malish ashab, hum ahbabi wa ahli fi hayati hum kul ma'andi wa ta'akkad. Tasi ma'ay tagayyad, ma'ay hamni zman. Ahli wa nasi ashab, ahibai dawman huna. Ahibhum hub sama, liqa'ahum yawm al-muna. Wa'in ihtajtani kalimni. Get out 
told you they wouldn't be done with us, man. These glasses, Celine, these easy slides. And there you have it. That was family with um, Amenciar, also Ty Dolla Sign, also a boogie with the hoodie. Man, this was great. Oh, David Graham. Why? Why did I, you know, flake on that? But whatever. This was awesome. This was a great interview. I meant what I said. A man is welcome back whenever she won't. And if you guys heard the interview, you're going to love it when you see the interview because you can see it on our YouTube page. Go to Just Talk With Sam uh, YouTube and you can see the whole interview right in its Zoom glory right there on the page. Check her out. She's on the socials at IG Amen CR, CR Amen on Twitter. And if you're feeling it, Please check her out on YouTube. She sings, she dances, she gives insights about her life. It's awesome. You got to check her out. So, with that said, um, before we get out of here, I would like you, yes, you, to check out our buddies at the Act Accordingly podcast with Bash and Z. Yes, those are our buddies. Some weeks it don't seem like it because, you know, you know, they're like frenemies. Is this like this? We had company over. We gonna we gonna we gonna show our face. We gonna be we gonna be nice. We got company over, but those are our guys. Check them out. Bash Z, AJ, who is man. AJ has the most perfectly manicured yard that you like. Bet your bottom dollar you ain't gonna find a better one than his. And do I even have to talk about my guy, the unflappable DJ M80? He's right there. He's unflappable. He's lived a billion years, and he's going to tell you about it right then and there. And your life will be better for just plain meeting DJ M80. Man, check him out at the Act Accordingly podcast with Bash and Z. So that's pretty much all I got right now. We're about to... Um, Take this over. That was family. But we talked about this song, and I, I feel it would be good if we ended the podcast with the song we've been talking about. And quite honestly, the song that put a man on the map. It's called Lonely People. So our outro today is going to be Lonely People by Amin Cr. Please check her out on the socials. Please check her out wherever you can. If she's singing, please. Just find her singing. If she's at Nado's and you see her, don't ask her to sing there. I don't want her to get her in trouble. But check her out. We will have this conversation about the Sunset Burger a little bit later. I think it's the most awesome thing on the menu because I'm I I, I wasn't exactly adventurous. You guys heard the interview, and I tried the chicken pita at first. Tried the Sunset Burger. I will try other things at Nando's when I'm on that side of the world to check out my buddy she's awesome and you're awesome for doing it the name of the song is called lonely people hear her out as for us we're off we're going to um no you know what we're not gonna take a break we'll just see you guys next week trust me we're thinking something i got a vacation coming up but you guys will never know so um that's what we got see you guys next week. Peace out.
Just talking with Sam at gmail.com. SamShowNation.com. Either way, lonely people from a men CR. See you guys later. Is there anyone out there trying to sleep? Anyone out there as lonely as me? I know what you're thinking. I know how you feel. Laying in the dark, looking for color. Wishing that your heart could cry with another. If all the lonely people spoke to all the other lonely folk, there'd be no lonely people. If only we could shine like stars to find each other in the dark, there'd be no lonely people. Singing this song Trying to make a connection Trying to belong If I talk to my shadow You would know how I feel Laying in the cold Longing for summer Are we all alone Under the covers If I People spoke to all the other lonely folk There'd be no lonely people If only we could shine like stars To find each other in the dark There'd be no lonely people And if we reached out our hands We'd find somebody who wants to be found Oh, if only All the lonely people spoke To all the other lonely folk There'd be no lonely people No more lonely people If all the lonely shine like stars To find each other in the dark There'd be no lonely people No We'd never be alone in loneliness again Is there anyone